Alright, so before uh, we go into the message, I would like to invite Bethan for the reading. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commanded as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. Right, thank you so much, Bethan. That's wonderful. Right, so um, as David said at the very beginning of the surface, so we're going to quickly squeeze in into a new series of sermon, which is about um, a, a number of faith heroes in the book of Hebrew. So what you have heard from um, Bethan, so it's the Hebrew chapter 11, verse 1 to 4. So before I go into the message, I would first like to play a game with you all. So that three scenario, the first one, Samuel, so what he's trying to do is to welcome someone. But what kind of body gesture did he give? Welcome. Welcome. And the second scenario is to try to, Martin is trying to, try, going to try to tell someone off. And the third one, it's Charlotte. And, and she's trying to say, I'm so happy to meet you today. But with a poker face and a rude voice. So it can be very difficult to communicate effectively if our body language and our words are saying different things. So there's the, um, some kind of like um, um, uh, discordance about what we are trying to say and what we can give off mixed message, which are confusing. So therefore, in order to, de to, de to deliver the right message, so we, what we think and what we do need to be consistent. So before um, David is going to continue the Christ and his church sermon series in, in November, so this week and next week, we're going to squeeze into a new series, which is called The Ordinary Heroes. So inspiration for a life of faith from Hebrew 11th. And today, through Abel's story, so we're going to talk about faith and worship. So in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, Apostle Paul mainly focused in the concept of faith. So some of the people would call it the Faith Hall of Fame because it showcases a list of individuals from the Old Testament who demonstrate remarkable faith in God. And someone would call them the Faith Heroes too. So the first person that we are going to found in this Hall of Fame is Abel. But wait, who is Abel? So right now, I'm going to invite Hannah to give us the second reading for today, which is from the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 2 to 5. Thank you, Hannah. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of, the t of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil 
as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Right, thank you so much. So according to the book of Genesis, Abel, he is the son of Adam and Eve. And what makes him so significant in this hall of fame? So he and his brother Cain was the first human being on earth offer sacrifice to God. But however, according to the scripture, God accepts Abel's offering, but not Cain's. Why? We need, we need to ask the question, why? So let us take a look at what they had offered to God. So the scripture said, Cain offered fruits while Abel offered meat. So what is because God is a vegetarian and therefore Cain's offering was not accepted? So if we read through the line, we will realize that it is not about what they offered. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 6, Cain felt angry about God for not, chose, not, for not, not choosing his offering. Then God said to Cain directly in verse 6, If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. So you can see from verse 6, it suggests that if Cain was doing what is right, which means his heart and his deed was consistent, then his offering will also be accepted. So that's why, in conclusion, it's not about what they offered, whether it is fruit or meat. So what's that about? So brother and sister, it's about their heart and the person itself. So let us go back to verse 3 and 4 and see how the author of Genesis described both offerings, Cain's offering, some of the fruits of the soil. Cain's offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. So can you see the difference between the level of details of these descriptions? If we, were, we, we are also reading between the lines from other scriptures, so we could also say that Abel had an understanding of his heart and his need, and for there to be a substitute as an offering for his sin in order to be right to, to with, with God. So this is what he believed. He took it seriously, and he thought about it and act accordingly in order to please God. So, what, could, what we could learn about Abel and Cain's story. Abel, he was a true worshiper, not a stage performer. So because we, we can see from what he believed in his faith and how he acted out, it was consistent. So brother and sister, do you like baking? Anyone like baking? Yep. So have you ever seen there's a, a TV show in Netflix called Is It Cake? Yes, no? So if not, let's take a look at the video on, on what that program is about. Right. So if you're interested to uh, 
go deeper in that, that program, so you could go and visit Netflix, and you could see a lot of like, episodes uh, available in Netflix. So, in conclusion, so this is um, uh, um, a reality show in America called Is It Cake? So the competition is about making cake which looks like daily objects. Because these competitors, they're so talented and so skillful. So you could hardly tell which is cake and which is a real object. Similar to Abel and Cain, they both offer something to God. But as a normal person, it is hardly for us to tell what is their difference. Same as the Christian life, it is pretty hard to identify who is a true worshiper and who is a stage performer because we cannot see through people's hearts. A stage performer is just like those super real cake in that competition. So you can do a lot of tricks to fake someone or even to fake yourself. And you could live a totally different private life if you're, under, if you're not under the spotlight. You could do a lot of good deeds and you could involve in a lot of religious practice without a true believing heart. Good deeds without a true heart and a faith is similar to those super real cake in that baking competition. But however, no matter how real the cake is, it will never be the real object because you cannot fake God. He sees our heart. So this is the reason why Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 7, which I think this is one of the most scary uh, scripture um, in, in the Bible, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive, drive out demons and perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never know you. Away from me, you evildoers. Scary, isn't it? So I'm not saying that good deeds are not important. Like what the book of James said, faith without deed is not a true faith, and vice versa. But before we go into those good deeds and religious practice, let's go back to the fundamental things, which is about the real, real faith and heart of worship. So all the good deeds are the extension of our faith and heart of worship. So I think all of you will agree with me. We are all sons and daughters of God, and we are called to be the worshiper, but not a stage performer. So what does, it, what does a true worshiper mean? So for me, I think worship is not just about what we do in the church, how good we sing, it's about how we live out our life to please God, to serve God, and to respond to God's love. So what we believe and what we act, we're sharing the same message. So brother and sister, let us ask ourselves questions. So are we living a consistency life? Today, we need a true worshiper. So what shall we do in order to be a true worshiper? So let us take a look at the other video. So let me give you a little bit background of this video. So um, do you still remember in 2018, World Cup semi-final? So which country is playing against which country? Do you still remember it? 
It is England versus Croatia. Yes, thank you, Gideon. So let's take a look. This is the video token in the Hyde Park. So there's 30,000 people gathering in Hyde Park and watching that semi-final game. Let's take a look. So any one of us were, were, was in Hyde Park in, in 2018? No. So you can see that video, it's about when England scored their first goal, but not Croatia. Why? Because you can see how, you, you, you can just feel the, the kind of excitement and happiness by their cheering and acts. So, it is not something that, that they fake it. That kind of excitement, it's something from the bottom of, of their heart. It is because they truly love and support the England team. So, it was like Abel. His deed was consistent with his faith to God. So, brother and sister, again, consistency. A true worshipper means, I admit that, I'm not, an, I'm not a perfect person, but with the help of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Word, I will always try my best to let my belief, my passion, and my act to be consistent. So do you still remember the game we played before the message? The same message. Consistency in our life. So I would like to invite you to spend a few moments to reflect about whether our words and our deeds, which is the way we live our life, are saying the same thing to God. Are we living a life of consistency? Are we a true worshiper, like Abel? Or we are just a stage performer? Are, are, are there things in our life could change to make our worship to be more acceptable to God? Let us spend a few moments to pray for ourselves, to pray for our family, to pray for our church. We ask God to give us mercy and give us help. Because we, 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 we believe that, and it is the truth that we are not perfect. We need the help from Jesus. We need the help from the Holy Spirit and His Word in order that we could live a life of consistency. Let us pray. Father God, once again we come to you to humble our hearts. And we would like to say sorry because sometimes in our life, we are not living a consistency life. What we believe and what we do is not consistent. 
And God, we know that you didn't like it. So God, we just ask for your help and your mercy. Holy Spirit, please come and help us. Transform our life through your word and your Holy Spirit so that we could be the true worshiper, a consistent person, to be a vessel that share your word and light to the world. Lord, please have your mercy on us. Amen.